Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 14th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I want to welcome you once again to today's show and remind everyone that you can now find Locked On Magic on iTunes. You go to iTunes, search Locked On Magic. You'll be able to find us there. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, follow us. You can subscribe there and have it downloaded directly to your, your audio listening device automatically anytime you want. I'll keep posting these inside of every article on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also find it on Audioboom.com, and I'll post it. Uh, I know some people have asked about getting this available on Stitcher. I am still looking into that and uh, plan to... Uh, uh, ask the powers that be for some help with that as well, as uh, I'm still new to the technology game. On today's episode, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what Aaron Gordon's been up to. We have a couple articles coming up on the site today about Aaron Gordon, and, and he gave us a little bit of a clue into what his role is going to be on the Magic this year. So I think that's actually really, really interesting that, that he has a vision for what he's going to be, what he's been told he's going to be doing at least uh, as he works through uh, his summer and uh, He's getting ready for uh, Team USA select team training uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, the Magic severing their ties with Devin Marble. Uh, I wrote a I wrote a long article. Uh, I wrote a decently sized article. One too long. I wrote a, a decently sized article on Devin Marble and what his fight has been to stay in the NBA, especially at summer league. And of course, a few hours after I wrote that, news came out that the Magic will cut him before his guarantee date. So. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Marble and what went wrong, what went right, and uh, where the magic go from here. But I do want to lead off the show with something that's a little more serious than, than sports and a little more serious than something that I'll usually talk about here. Uh, if anyone was on Twitter last night and, and watched the ESPYs, they know that the show led off with Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James sending a message directly to other professional athletes and sort of a call to, to action. And I don't want to get political on this show because this is a sports podcast and I'm not a member of the stick to sports crowd, but I do realize that my role is not to make political statements and not to kind of tell people what to think when it comes to the election. Someone's, someone has asked me, who am I voting for in the election? And I politely, and I hope, I hope politely told them, that's not my role. I, I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to tell you who I'm voting for. Uh, I, I am someone that believes in the system. And so I'll just, my only political advice to everyone is go make sure you vote in November. This is, every election's very important. Uh, and it, it, to me, it doesn't matter who you vote for as long as you vote and you exercise that right. Um, because I do believe in the people and I do believe in, in this country. That's about the only political statement that, that I'm going to make. But regardless of where you fall on the political debate spectrum, 
when it comes to the Second Amendment and, and, and Second Amendment rights, uh, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, when it comes to Black Lives Matter movement, and, and I, I think too many people get caught, and, and, I may, and maybe this is getting political, but I think too many people get caught in the title and the name of that group and don't hear the message. And I think that was the big thing that came from the statement those four NBA All-Stars and possibly at least two Hall of Famers, if not three, if not four, what those fantastic great players told their, their uh, peers and their friends on that stage on national TV. There's been a lot of heartache in this country. There's been a lot of heartache in Orlando. You know, we, a few days ago, we here in Orlando, and I know not everyone listens is from Orlando, but, but I, I feel like Orlando is our community, and so we're, you know, we're part of this community, and so we do have to be aware of what's going on, and, and that's why I still mention this and, and I still bring this up. You know, we commemorated the one-month anniversary of the Pulse shooting a few days ago. Uh, there was a small vigil uh, over at the Orange County Regional History Center. Uh, there were 49 crosses laid out for those that were lost in, in, on that tragic evening, um, on that senseless tragic evening. And we're still hurting but healing has definitely begun. But I still think it's important to remember the lessons and remember the grief of that evening and try and find a way to get better, no matter what that is. And there are a lot of problems in this country, and there are a lot of issues that a lot of people face and certainly a lot of issues that, that I'll never have to face as a white person. I mean, maybe I face it, you know, because I'm Jewish in some way, but not nearly to the same extent. And I think what that call to action was, was a statement of we as athletes, we as role models in our community, we as prominent people in our community can do more and to the general public, I believe it was a call to listen and engage more. And they, you know, they, of course, they mentioned the shootings of Pulse, which were a terrible, horrible hate crime against the gay community in our town, but also an, an attack on what Orlando stands for as an accepting and welcoming community. And the outpouring of emotion that, that happened in Orlando immediately after. Uh, was was a, a symbol of Orlando's strength as a city and a symbol of how great humans can be in the face of how terrible humans can be. And I think what the statement made at the beginning of the ESPYs, again, is a statement to be involved, be engaged, to listen, and you don't have to agree, and you don't have to agree in 
the way that we fix things and you don't have to agree. Those are debates that we should be having. Debate is good. Like, I, I don't mean to sound like ESPN because I think some, I mean, there's sometimes you debate for the sake of debate. And I'm certainly guilty of that too. But um, I think you also need to be willing to engage and have your beliefs challenged and come to a better understanding of, of, of where people are coming from so that you can find a common ground and find a way to move forward. And I think that is something that's been lost in our culture a little bit. And so I hope people listen to what these incredibly influential basket, especially in the NBA, these incredibly influential players had to say and took it to heart. I certainly did, and I hope uh, many other people did as well. Uh, so I, I apologize if that's a little bit too too heavy for people to start their morning and start their day, um, but I did feel like something had to be said because Orlando is still very much a part of the story, and, and I don't want to lose that lose that fact and and lose kind of the the emotion and the and the uh, the, the the heartache that that still exists. Um, because of what happened here about a month ago, a little more than a month ago now. Uh, and it does bring me to the work that Aaron Gordon's been doing uh, throughout the summer, really, and, then, and especially in the last month. Uh, you know, a- Aaron Gordon, he's really, to me, an incredible person. You know, he's 20 years old, and there's just, every time you talk to him as a member of the media, there's just this maturity and this this groundedness about him. And you know, I, I don't believe it's an act. I think he really is this way. I think he's a really kind of just grounded person who who gets a lot of things um, and is mature enough to face his critics in the media and mature enough to answer questions thoughtfully and and but still confident enough to be a good basketball player. Like every time I listen to this guy speak, I'm like, man, if he if he has the ability. He's going to be a superstar in this league. And we saw that at the All-Star break. And this weekend, over in Los Angeles uh, on Long Beach, he hosted the Dunk Fest, uh, his first annual Dunk Fest. And he was a judge for a slam dunk contest. Uh, and some of the comments that he said afterward were just were just freaking incredible for someone like him. And obviously, he's been in this community now for a few years. Uh, he's someone that that, uh, you know, grew up, grew up in a, you know, in, 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 in the San Jose area, um, you know, in, in some place that, that, you know, didn't have everything. And he's really spent a lot of his summer giving back to his community. Uh, he hosted a couple camp, a couple camps for kids up in the San Jose area, uh, near, near where he's from, uh, a modern day high school, I believe in, in, in California. Uh, and, you know, you probably saw the video of him crossing up that kid, and like he he, he was on uh, Magic Drive Time, uh, a special podcast. I'll have a link to it later on in the show, but you can also find it on Orlando Magic Orlando Magic You know, he he said, you know, I, I, I the kid came up to me and was like, I'm about to go viral, aren't I? And like Aaron, you know, is is a kid himself, and he was like, yeah, uh, and like, uh, so. You know, it, this guy is just really incredible. And he said to Dan Carson of FoxSports.com uh, at, at, the, at the dunk fest on, on, on Saturday on the, over the weekend, he said, quote, We all come from a place of love. 
We all want to be loved. I really think that's what the key is to it. You can love the person next to you no matter their skin color, wherever they're from, whatever they've been through. Just to be out here and play basketball and do what we love to do and be able to do it together. We have the potential. We have the capability. We're going in the right direction. So love is the word. Love is the word. And at the Dunk Fest, they had a moment of silence for um, the various victims throughout the country, inc you know, including the Dallas police, including uh, the victims of, of the Pulse nightclub shooting, uh, including you know, victims of police brutality, everyone, everyone who's been hurt by, by violence in some way. Um, and, you know, there, I don't think, again, I don't think that's a political statement. I think that's just hurting as human beings for every, for everything. And Gordon has been out front in this and, 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 you know, he's, he's the face of this franchise now. I mean, yeah, Bismack Biombo is the highest paid player. Yeah. Serge Ibaka is the most established player and, um, probably the, the the best player from an from an elite skill level, but you know Aaron Gordon is the guy, and I, I said this last week that like Aaron Gordon is the core of this team. He's 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 a critical part of this team now, and they're expecting him to take a huge step up as a player. And Gordon, I think, is up for the challenge, um, even with the questions that are surrounding him as a player, because. The Magic brought in Biombo. They have Vucevic. They have Serge Ibaka now. That's a crowded front court that's going to push Aaron Gordon to the three. And there are legitimate questions of whether Aaron Gordon can be a small forward in this league. You know, that's that's a that's a legitimate that's a legitimate question. Um. And it's a question that he feels like he can answer. Um, you know, he's, he told Magic Drive Time, again, I highly suggest listening to that podcast. Podcast, really good work from Dante Marcatelli and, and Jeff Turner. Welcome to the world of podcasting, guys. Um, that What they did that summer, or what, what, what he thinks what he's been working on this summer is his ball handling and his shooting. And he feels that he can be kind of that do-everything three. I mean, you watch what the Sixers are doing with Ben Simmons. They're using him as a point forward. That is explicitly what he is. The Magic have a lot of versatility, a lot of guys that can play a bunch of different positions, and they're trying to un unlock all of that with the way they're trying to play, especially on defense, but perhaps even on offense. You know, Alfred Payton's still going to be the primary point guard, but you could have Aaron Gordon leading the fast break, and what Gordon, what I found really interesting about the interview was Gordon said in his conversations with Frank Vogel, Vogel sent him a clip of Gordon grabbing a rebound and just going. No outlet pass, just Gordon leading the break and, and finishing, finishing a play. And that seems to be the vision that the Magic have. Is we're going to have this really versatile offense where anyone can lead the break. Or anyone can can lead us and score, and if you know if Gordon can expand his range and become a more consistent shooter, if he can drive a little more consistently, create his set up his own shot, he can certainly take that next step up that that everyone wants to see. You look at his numbers; he went up to about nine points per game last year, and very quietly, he shot better than a fifty percent effective field goal percentage. And a lot of that was at the four. So there are questions; there are definitely questions, but. 
I also think Gordon can answer those questions. And, 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 you know, the Magic success this season, I think, is going to be dependent on Gordon taking that next step up. Gordon is very, very certain and determined that the Magic will make the playoffs this year. I mean, he almost guaranteed it at the end of the last season. He doesn't want to miss the playoffs again. And I think that hunger is good. And I think Gordon's always had that hunger. Uh, the, the question is, you know, can you produce on, on the court? Can you do more than what you did last year? Can you really improve? And, and I think Gordon's going to improve. And I think, you know, we're going to begin hearing stories about that um, this weekend as the, as the U, Team USA begins its training and, and Gordon works out with the U.S. select team. And, you know, it would not surprise me to hear a story saying, wow, uh, Aaron Gordon's taken a leap or, wow, Aaron Gordon's really improved and he's, he's shining on the, on the, on the floor for, for the select team or he's doing well in scrimmages. And it's obviously a really good group of young players. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll begin to know what Aaron Gordon is or what he's going to be this season from what the reports say uh, at U.S. training camp. So keep an eye on that for the weekend because, uh, as, as we've all said, I think, Aaron Gordon's career has been hampered by injury. He had the, the foot injury his rookie year that, that really limited what he could do. And then he had the, uh, the, the jaw injury that pretty much eliminated half his summer and halted the progress that he made before summer league. A healthy summer is paramount for Aaron Gordon. It seems like he's been healthy. It seems like you know he's been dunking in skinny jeans, so he must be doing, doing tricks. It's freaking insane. Um, so he seems healthy and seems like he's getting his work in along with some, some great programs. Some great give back to, to communities in, in California. And, you know, I think we're all looking forward to having Aaron back in Orlando to, to, do, his, to do his part to help this community heal and to do his part uh, on the floor to, to make the Magic great, great, um, and, and, and make them a playoff team once again. But one guy who will not be helping with that cause, unfortunately, appears to be Devin Marble. Uh, Devin Marble, uh, the, the second-round pick, he was the 56th pick in the 2014 draft. Uh, is supposedly going to be cut before Friday's uh, guarantee date, according to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, uh, not surprising decision, but not a but a decision I didn't think the Magic were going to make. He was owed about nine hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars, about nine hundred sixty thousand uh, dollars next year. It's unguaranteed uh, if he's on, if, uh, it's only guaranteed if he's on the roster past July fifteenth. And so clearly, last week's summer league was something of an audition and. It's, a, it's been a tough go for Marble. He's, he's struggled to get playing time, but he clearly has an NBA skill. He's, he's a good defender. Uh, he's, he's, a ve- he's a veteran coming into the league as having played all four years at Iowa, but he's a guy that can fit into an NBA defense. The problem was his offense just never came around. And on my, on my summer league review, I listed him as a dud, and it, and it hurt me a little bit because I do like Devin, and I do think he's a, he's a solid player. Um, I don't know if he's a full-time NBA player, but for the role the Magic had him in, I thought he was really, really good. Um, just go in, play defense. You know, if you can get a shot, great. If not, you know, you're not in long enough to, to, to hurt, hurt the team too much. But at Summer League, he got an opportunity to have a bigger offensive role, to play a role more similar to what he played at Iowa when, when he was pretty successful as a scorer. And he frankly struggled. He scored 10.6 points per game, 
Shot 19 of 48. That's 39.6% from the floor. Um, 4 of 17 from beyond the arc. Only 1.8 rebounds and 12 assists in five games. You know, Marble was still really good defensively. But during Summer League, it didn't seem like he took a step forward offensively. He seemed like he was still about the same player he was last year. And with so much on the line, and with so much to gain for Marble, especially with a new coaching staff again, with a new, you know, kind of having to prove himself all all over, all over, all over, all over again. Marble just didn't perform. And I don't think his summer league performance is all that, that, co- that, that cost him. I think the Magic were thinking, you know, we know this guy. It's been two seasons. Is he still going to be a part of this team's future? It, you know, are, are, do we have a role for him? And I think the answer to that question was no, and they wanted to go in another direction. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic add a veteran in camp. It wouldn't surprise me if the Magic... Uh, add some guys from their D-League team to, to fill that roster spot. The Magic have 12 players on their roster right now. It wouldn't surprise me if some guys from Summer League, uh, like an Okara White, who who, uh, who played okay uh, for, for the Summer League team, or, or uh, Trevion Graham, or or uh, K- Kevin Murphy, or, or pa- uh, Patricio Garino, who provides a lot of the same kind of defensive know-how, younger uh, with with a three point shot to go with it, something that Marble just just could not develop. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those guys gets gets an invite to camp and and has a real shot at making the roster, or at the very least playing in Erie and having a shot to come up during the middle of the season. Uh, Marble is a good player. I think he has an NBA future somewhere. I think he'll get to a training camp somewhere uh, in the league uh, and have an opportunity to make an NBA roster, but. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's not going to be in Orlando. Uh, you know, I, I, I think just his time had kind of run out. Uh, and I, I know I, I've used that phrase a few times, but uh, that's just kind of the reality. You've got you've got a clock to, to prove yourself and, and earn your contract. And if you don't, you know, this is a this is a tough business. They will put they will push you out. And uh, Marvel just just got pushed out. He didn't kind of make the improvements that he needed to make to, to show that he was more than an end of the bench guy. And unfortunately, any of the bench guys are a dime a dozen, and the Magic uh, are going to move in a different direction. So with that, I will close this, close today's show. Again, I thank you guys for you know giving me a, a space and, and, and to, to, to say to say some things. I hope I wasn't political. I don't I don't mean to be political. I hope what I said I I don't believe what I said was was divisive at all. Uh, and so I just just hope that that advice uh, and that message of just just being open to to, to being challenged and listening. Um, is something that that you take to heart. I know. I hope. I hope I am. I know that's something that I sometimes struggle with. Uh, you know, I have a lot of conversations with people on Twitter. A lot of conversations with people that I don't agree with. Uh, and I hope that I. You know, I hope. You know, I play devil's advocate a lot, so it's sometimes hard to, to know where I stand. And I think that frustrates people. But I, I hope I am trying to be a little more clear with where I stand. Uh, and and. You know, some people say that I'll sometimes argue in circles, and I'm like, no, I'm just recognizing your point is valid. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to denigrate your point. I'm trying to give you my perspective. But I, I'll, con- I, I am certainly willing to concede points and say, no, that's a legitimate question. Uh, this is how I answer it, or this is how I think we should answer it. But I, I don't think your point is wrong. Like, I mean, I think 
a big debate among Magic fans is whether we can call Rob Hennigan a success or not, or or what we think of Rob Hennigan. And and you know maybe this is a big question for another day, but you know I certainly feel that Hennigan uh, is under a lot of pressure to make the playoffs this year, and I I don't know if that's necessarily fair, but I understand four years is a long time, and people and fans especially who who spend their dollars on the team and ownership who spends a lot of money on the team want to see more tangible progress and results and. Uh, and, and that's certainly a fair criticism and certainly a fair uh, statement to make and pressure to put on management to to fix and to move forward with. And I think that's what they've done this summer, and we'll see if it's enough to make the playoffs. So, uh, again, uh, that's too much of an aside there, but thank you all for letting me have have a space to, to, to make that statement and to uh, explain myself a little bit, my perspective a little bit on, on things. And, again, I hope... I hope you take it to heart. You don't take it as a as a call to arms or as a political statement in any way. I, I think I think we can all agree listening is a good thing and trying to understand where people come from is a good thing. And 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 I just want to to repeat that because I think that was a key message from the statement made at the ESPYS uh, last night. Uh, having said that, again, uh, I I want everyone to know that we're on iTunes. You can leave us a review there. Uh, I know there's been some questions about Stitcher. I'm going to look into. Getting, getting the podcast on Stitcher as well. And we'll also, uh, but also feel free to download us on iTunes, download us on Audioboom. Uh, if you, there's an RSS feed and an iTunes link on audioboom.com as well. So you can get subscribed to us and get us downloaded automatically when, when I post the episodes and not just, you know, listen, you know, wait for the link every morning or listen to us uh, uh, in the articles that I write on Orlando, uh, that we write on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I also want you to, to know you can check out some of the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There is a fantastic, a literally fantastic list of, of writers and commenters on all the teams in the NBA. We've, we've almost gotten every team in the NBA, so anything you want to know about anybody, any team in the league, you can find it on Locked On Podcast Network. Just search Locked On Podcasts. Uh, on Audio Boom, and you can find them all. Most they should all be on iTunes as well. So if there's a team, if there's a specific team that you're interested in, you can also find them on iTunes that way too. So uh, I, I mentioned this, of course, because I'm going to be joining Locked On Spurs later today to talk about Tim Duncan and and his near departure to Orlando and what that did to Orlando. And uh, I'm certainly going to share that uh, later on in the day as well. But uh, definitely check that out. My pal Jeff Garcia doing a great job on Locked On Spurs, so be on the lookout for that as well. And with that, uh, I'm going to close today's show. So thank you all for listening to Locked On Magic once again, and I will check you all out tomorrow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.